Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing Julie Menden, who is a colleague and friend of mine and is a business and mindset coach, leadership and performance coach, and speaker. She helps executive and entrepreneurial leaders overcome their self-doubt and limiting thoughts so they can step into clarity, confidence, and drive results to reach their peak performance and have joy and fulfillment along the way. As a corporate professional turned entrepreneur and coach, Julie has a particular passion for helping other women realize all they are capable of when they build the courage to pursue what they desire, step into their confidence, and develop a mindset dialed into success. Julie, you and I have had some amazing conversations, so welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, and I agree. I feel like we could talk about so many things together. I know, I know. We were originally talking about having a part one and part two of this show. So we'll see how we go today. And and if we keep going, Mm -hmm. then uh, maybe we'll have to come back for round two. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So um, let's talk a little bit about how you went from the corporate world into the entrepreneurship world and coaching, because as I went through this myself recently, I'm always interested to hear other women's stories of when they really stepped into their power and, and left the corporate handcuffs, as I like to call them, uh, to, to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how you say that even, and right, to meet other women who have been through this, because it's such, it is such a journey, not only the steps of what that takes and looks like, but obviously as someone who's geeks out on mindset, just like the mindset shifts that you have to do when you go through that journey. So I'm definitely this like corporate to coach story where I worked in corporate um, for seven years and I was climbing the ladder. I was very much so that corporate ladder climber where I had a new position every year for six years. I was getting promotions. I was working hard, but I also was supported by Um, some great leaders and mentors, and truly felt like I was going to be there forever. I, I always like to, for frame of reference for people, let them know that I had no desire or inkling or even a bone in my body that was dialed towards starting my own business until about like three and a half years ago. It was not part of my mindset. I didn't think I could do it. I was very much so this corporate mentality. And what I found and what I found a lot of other women have gone through is I sort of, it slowly happened that I started to lose myself. I started to lose my passion. And one of the things that I said when I left was my heart just isn't in this anymore. I felt like I had more I wanted to do and I no longer was feeling that passion for what I was doing. And that's truly what sparked my 
what do I want to do next? Um, and I worked in leadership development. I was exposed to coaching and the impact and power of coaching. And so honestly, that's where it really started that effect. I started looking into coaching, getting certified as a coach and went, I think I can do this. And that's how it stemmed. Wow. What a story. So what was it that um, sparked you into making the actual decision? Like what was the, what was the moment that you were like, wait, I can do this. Oh, that's such a good question. I am a, as I always say, a recovering perfectionist. So I am one of those people that is like, I, I needed all the information. I Before I made a decision, I would think about it. I would talk about it on end to my husband and to everybody else that would listen. And as many women do, I would get everybody else's opinions. And so when I started to feel that I was no longer meant to be where I was, I felt very lost. And I knew that I had a passion for speaking. I would see when we would bring other people into the corporate office to speak on stage, I would look at them and say, I'm going to be doing that someday. But I never actually knew that I could. And so it really started through a lot of different things that were going on. I felt totally overwhelmed. I felt really stressed as a new leader um, and just a lot of different things that were happening. I literally remember the day it was October and I was taking along with my husband and I had taken half of the day off because of so many things that was going on at work. And I was totally burnt out and overwhelmed. And that was the day that I decided I will no longer do this. I don't fully know what that next step is. And so for me, I'm, I'm someone who sort of made a transition plan. So I left the full-time corporate space and I went to a part-time position, uh, still working in leadership development. And I started to build my business from there. So for me, that really gave me the safety net to give me that sort of runway to building my business. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that actually, because I'm working with a client right now who's going through a similar journey, uh, was working in corporate for 17 years and was a high level, uh, HR executive and same thing. She just got to a burnout point where she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Took a part-time role so that she could transition and cover her income to the point where she could take on one-on-one -on -one clients or, or personal clients in a consulting business. So I think that's probably a good way to go for people that aren't, you know, quite ready to just fully mm -hmm. jump into mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, but maybe take a stepping stone in. So mm -hmm. now that you are in this coaching space and leadership and performance is, is really your, your niche, as we were talking about before we started recording, what are the type of clients that you work with? And what are some of the things that they would like the triggers that would, that would get them to come and work with you? Or is it employers that get them to come in? How, how does that work? Mm -hmm. That's such a great, good question. And I would say I sort of, I find myself with two sort of distinct client areas. So in general, when it comes to the common challenge or dream that people come to work with me is one of the biggest things is confidence in themselves and their ability to achieve this goal that they have. Like that is really, a, I would say almost everybody that I work with confidence really comes up. Uh, and from a leadership side, working with leaders and executives, whether that be in a corporate environment or leaders who have their own businesses, that they are showing up as a leader in their business and they want to grow in their personal leadership. What does it look like to really figure out who I am and what I want out of my life and out of 
my career and my business? And how do I lead and impact others? And so that is definitely one piece. And then the other piece is a lot of women in business, which again, it just tends to be this, this confidence piece as they're growing their businesses. What does it look like to show up as a leader in my business? What does it look like to believe and truly believe that I can do this and have the confidence to reach out to people for business, to ask for what I want, to speak up about things that I have to say. And that is a common thread, whether you are an executive working in corporate or you are someone who's building a business, having that sort of conviction and confidence to really speak up and own your voice and own your space is something that we work a lot on and a lot of the mindset piece. Like with that confidence, it's how do I really dial my mindset into being able to see things as opportunities instead of always being focused on problems because that is where that burnout and overwhelm comes from. Yeah, I love that you said that. And because the burnout and overwhelm piece is such a big part of just work in general, whether you're self-employed or whether you're a corporate you know, employee, because what happens is when we are pushing ourselves to constantly strive to that next level and we're taking on more and more work by, you know, trying to prove ourselves. And as you mentioned, getting that promotion year after year after year, always stepping into a new role, it can be very challenging sometimes to remove yourself from a situation and look at it from the outside, looking in and having more clarity around it, as opposed to, just doing the doing, you know, and being reactive Mm -hmm. and just getting through the work instead of looking at it from a holistic approach. And what I find is that, um, a lot of people will go through this and then they will reach that point where they're like, okay, now I need to do something different because this level of output is not sustainable for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would love to hear how you work with clients on, I think really like the mindset piece of getting them clarity on what they want out of life. Because I think a lot of people that I work with, the one of the most challenging exercises that I do with them really is their vision exercise because they're so used to just doing work that they don't actually look at what drives them. And I, I love what you were saying before about how you stepped into this entrepreneurship role it's like you knew there was something bigger and better out there you just wasn't weren't sure quite exactly what it was but you saw these other speakers I don't know if I'm going on a bit of a tangent here but (laughs) um, like how do you how do you help them with that mindset piece to get clarity on on what it is that fires them up Mm -hmm. no I love you know I love all of the points that you just made and one thing that I you know I would zone in on that you said is around this idea of doing, right? Especially, I would say the majority of the clients that I work with, and I think the clients that you work with as well, the people you work with, they are high achieving, ambitious individuals and myself included. And I think you as well. And what we know to be true about typically that personality is it's this hustle. It's this grind. It's, it's, I've got to get to the next goal. I've got to do the, do the next thing. And so the majority of the clients that I work with are already very successful, quote unquote, successful in their their definition of success or what they thought it was. And so a big point that I make is when I'm when I'm working with clients, I'm not coming in and doing performance coaching for like underperforming 
individuals or things like that. it's people who are successful, who are high achieving, and yet they want to get that to that next level and or they have the success, but they don't feel successful. I have multiple clients who are very high level executives, have multiple companies that they run. And from an external perspective, man, do they look successful, but they don't feel that way or they are burnt out. And I think what you said is sometimes we're so busy in that doing in that next goal that we don't zoom out to see sort of that bird's eye view of, is this even the path I still want to be on? And I think that's where I was too, where it was, well, I'm, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to give all that I can. And I'm going to, this is what I'm supposed to do. And until I gave myself that space to sort of zoom out and see, but is that the road that I want to go down anymore? Or do I want to go down somewhere else? And as you mentioned, I think people have a hard time seeing that because it's this, well, what do you mean? I'm, I could do something else or I, you know, this is just normal. That's a, a lot of the times what people will say is, well, no, I'm driven by stress. When I'm more stressed out, I get more done. And in reality, that is a quick road to that, to that burnout and to losing the passion for something that maybe you were really passionate about before. So I think I like to give, I'm a pretty visual person. So I like to give that visual for people. Like if you are just head down, going down this road and you're never zooming out to really see where is that road taking you and is it still where you want to go? That is the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still where you want to go is, is a big question because I think as we progress in our careers, and like you said, you were, you're working with high performance individuals, and and ditto. I'm working with you know a lot of clients that are really mid mid to upper level career clients, and a lot of times they will come to me and they're just like, I don't love my job. I'm stressed. I'm working until eight p.m., nine p.m. every night. You know, I don't have a healthy relationship with my partner. I want to spend more time with my kids. And they're doing it because there's this societal, you know, pressure of success of what it looks like to be an account executive or a director or a this or that. And the, the status or the job title, the job description outweighs the drive, right? Outweighs mm -hmm. the passion, outweighs the, it, it, it's more of an ego metric, if anything, and obviously the pay, but what happens is people get stuck in this hamster wheel mm -hmm. and they don't see what else is out there for them. And I know that that happened to me. I was like, as soon as I got to promoted to financial planner and I started getting my own clients and I was like, but I want to have more impact and I'm not having as much impact as I can have right now by only seeing somebody twice a year and yet charging them 20 grand a year, right. Mm -hmm. For fees and stuff. So it was, it's, it's interesting that you say this about, you know, is this the path that they really want to be on? And the next piece that I want to touch on really is about building that confidence to saying, this is actually not for me. And I I, I see something bigger and better out there. And I know that's something that you work on with your clients. So I'd love you to touch on that and how you empower your clients with the confidence piece and what, and maybe what some of the things are that they lack confidence in mm -hmm. that you work through to get them to that level. Yeah, that's so true, right? Like we could talk about all that stuff. There's a lot of similarities in terms of yeah. you, you do, you're on that, you're on this path. And I think the ego is a big part. Like, well, I've made a name for myself or this is what I told people I was doing. And, and now mm -hmm. if I don't do this, what are other people going to think? And it, right. That's all coming into that confidence. So in terms of 
just, I think some of the common um, struggles with confidence or some of the common things that we would work through around that. I think part of the thing is feeling empowered to have a choice. I think a lot of people feel as though everything is outside of their control. And there are a whole lot of things that are outside of our control, but we also have control of a lot of things. And so a lot of the times what we will talk about is what, what do you not have control of and what do you have control of? And so if I'm hearing somebody consistently talk about their burnout or I'm hearing somebody consistently talk about how overwhelmed they are or how unhappy they are with a certain situation or a certain thing that's going on, it's really digging into, well, where is that really coming from? And what is it that you can do to help see the opportunity in the situation as hard as it might be? And I think when people start to feel like they have a choice, then already even just knowing they have a choice starts to open up their mind to seeing more choices. Because a lot of the times what happens is when we are feeling negative emotions, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling less than or uh even for the people who do really like their role, they love their, they love this job or they love this business that they have, but they're not being as successful because they keep getting in their own way. That is often a big thing when you're feeling those negative emotions, like you're not able to do this or that you're that imposter, then that's all we see. You're, you're in like this tunnel vision and all you're now seeing is all the things you're doing wrong. Or you're now all you're seeing is all the ways that other people are better than you. And what we need to do is we need to actually quiet that part of our brain and open it up to the part of our brain that's seeing our being able to think more creatively, seeing more opportunities, being able to tap into our strengths. And so a lot of that, when we work with the clients, like you mentioned, visioning is a big thing is, first of all, getting really clear on what is it that you want for yourself? And not just like the external goals. When we do the vision work, it's bringing those internal and external things together. So uh, an exercise I often do is like one year from now is what it's called. And if you were to envision yourself one year from now and prompts of questions like, what are you doing? What, what position are you in? Where are you living? Who are you surrounding yourself with? How do you feel? How much fun are you having? Who are you? one year from now. And once we start to sort of call our shot of where we want to go, that's when we can actually start to create the path to getting there. Because a a lot of the times confidence truly is coming down to us reminding ourselves of how awesome we are and all the things and the strengths that we have. And so how can we really anchor into those strengths and all of the skill sets that we have and offer them to other people in the way that we want to? Oh, I feel like that was the biggest mic drop moment. (laughs) How do we remind ourselves of how awesome we are? It's so true, isn't it? Because this imposter syndrome stuff comes up a lot. I know that that would probably come up a lot for you as well, where we always think that we're not good enough, not qualified enough, that we don't have the skills or expertise or experience or whatever. And yet we have so much more to bring to the table than we anticipate. And I went through an exercise with a client of mine just before Christmas. And um, part of the part of the exercise was about dealing with imposter syndrome. So her homework that day was to write down 15 things that she loves about herself mm-hmm. and that she and that she knows that she's successful in in her career, but also in her personal life. And she froze when I told her the homework because she's like, oh my God, that's so scary. All the other homework has been easy compared to this. But 
reminding ourselves of all the stuff we've overcame, all the challenges we've gotten through and, you know, the amazing things that we do bring to the table is such a, such a powerful one. So I love that you touched on that because that Mm -hmm. was, that was awesome. So when you work with clients to get them to a point in their career or business that they now have the confidence to step into whatever it is, their power, their, you know, their authenticity. What are some of the things that you actually do with them? What are some of the exercises or tools that you use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're actually, I have a couple of clients recently who, you know, just like in your space, when you can hear other people say, wow, I actually started to take action and implement the things that we talked about. And these are the results that I got. It doesn't matter what the end result is like the, either a new position, a new job, mm. more clients, more money. It's that you can feel and hear in them the shift. Like that yeah. is the most rewarding thing. And I've had multiple clients recently who ha- we've really been working on their comments in terms of owning their voice. Just like you said, we can remind ourselves of our strengths and all that we have to offer. And then we can put that out into the world and we can brag about ourselves a little bit. And that's part of the thing is we feel like we shouldn't talk about what we're good at. We should keep it quiet. And when you start to give, have people give themselves permission to talk about what they're good at, and then all of a sudden their energy shifts and their results come. And that has been happening lately. And that's just the most beautiful thing. And, you know, some of the specific techniques that we do to help them get there So the vision work is definitely a big one, figuring out where you want to go, figuring out who you are. I think we lose ourselves a lot in, in what society tells us and what other people have told us we're good at or not good at. And so honestly, part of it comes down to just like re-establishing who you really are. Like, who are you? And even asking them that question, having them really dig into Mm -hmm. who am I? What do I want? What strengths do I have? Because that's a big one when we're feeling when we're feeling insecure, that imposter syndrome anchoring into those strengths. And then also different things, tools that I will have them do is um, centering themselves. So a process that I will walk through clients through like in prep before you get ready to do something that you really need confidence, like you're going into a big meeting or you're asking for money or you're reaching out to somebody that scares you. A process that I take them through is center yourself first, give yourself time and space before you go into that thing to get your mindset right. Don't just memorize what you want to say, get your mindset right. So center yourself by taking a couple deep breaths and breathing in what you want and breathing out what you don't want, breathing in confidence and courage and being strong and articulate and breathing out the fear and the worry and detaching from the outcome of what happens. Then I'll have them visualize, visualize yourself in that moment, totally crushing it. You get into that conversation with someone and you say everything you want to say. You are showing up so confident, so powerful. And I have them visualize the whole thing, what you're wearing, how you're moving throughout the room or how you're on the call, all of the things. And then we talk about anchoring into those strengths, reminding yourself another time that I had a conversation that I was uncomfortable with, but I did so great. So you remember other times that you were able to be successful at something or overcome a challenge. And then the last thing that I would say that we do is we work on mental fitness. So that comes with mindset. But a big thing is we need to train our brains to be able to have that fear and do it anyway or overcome those things. Just like with physical fitness, I always compare this. If you wanted to run faster, you would start practicing and training and running a little bit more at a time or run longer. If you wanted to lift heavier weights, 
You would start with the five and then the eight and build your way up. The same thing if we want our minds to be able to experience those negative or or overwhelming feelings and still be able to push through and then even be stronger and more confident, we need to practice. So really incorporating sort of mental fitness techniques, which is sort of like the centering, breathing, you're drawing your attention to your senses to quiet down that self-sabotage part of your brain. And you're just strengthening and building up those muscles. Mm. Oh, I love that. I'm definitely going to put some of that into practice because I think I, I just learned about this recently um, about getting yourself really connected and present before getting into a big presentation or a podcast interview or a call that's important and how important that is as opposed to just like scrambling right before you're doing something, leaving things to the last minute. I know that I used to leave things to the last minute in university and I would always get so stressed out by it. And now it's like, if you just set yourself, you know, more time so that you can do things and get prepared so that you go into these big meetings with groundedness Mm -hmm. and whether it's a breathing exercise, a meditation, you know, writing your intention down on a piece of paper. I've been on this spiritual journey for the last little bit. And it's amazing how setting an intention and writing it down before going into it. It's like not getting attached to the outcome, but saying how you want to show up for that meeting or for that presentation or that interview so that you're, you know, getting it out there to the universe, I think is really powerful as well. Mm-hmm. And this mental fitness idea, I would love to explore a little bit more of that if you don't mind, because this is, I've heard about this, but I don't fully know what it means. And being that I have a fitness background, I'd love yeah. for you to touch on that a little bit more and just sort of maybe some, some quick exercises that our listeners could do to get themselves you know, moving when it comes to mental fitness, that would be, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love how you point out just about like how you show up, right? Because I do think mm. we were so much in this, like, okay, I'm going to prep for me now. I'm going to me- memorize my script, or I'm going to memorize what I want to mm-hmm. say, or I'm going to go into a crucial conversation. And we get so focused on that. And then when our adrenaline starts rushing in the moment, all we're worried about is our script or the thing we wanted to say. And like you said, once you start putting into practice, setting the intention and really thinking about how you want to show up, your energy that you bring is so much more impactful and you can be more present with the people that you're with because you're not just focused on exactly what you wanted to say. So that's so important. And yeah, with mental fitness that goes right with it. This all comes from, so positive intelligence is one of the programs that I use with, with clients where we actually use mental fitness and I have an app that I can use with clients. It's literally like a gym so that it's a reminder for you to go in and do your mental fitness reps. Really cool. And it's just a good, sometimes our day-to-day gets so busy, so it's a nice tool to use, but I would love to share with you some of the like premise of what it what what it is and how you can use it. So really think about this as your ability to respond to life's challenges with a positive rather than negative mindset. So when we think about our mental fitness, it's how can we respond more often with a positive rather than a negative mindset? And this is not just positive thinking. I point that out because I think sometimes people get like guilted or shamed into just think positive, just think positive about it. And that's not what it is because we know that that's not so easy to just tell someone to see the bright side. What we're actually Mm -hmm. doing is we're actually training our brain to make it easier that when we do experience negative things, that we are able to shift to seeing them as an opportunity more quickly. And as a result, 
you're able to be more focused. So an example of how you could use this is when you are feeling a negative emotion, any negative emotion, catch yourself and pause because you are in self-sabotage. And actually what's happening is we're firing from the left side of our brain, which is our survival side of our brain. So it's actually our body's like survival. You've heard fight, fight or flight, right? That survival mode, it's trying to protect us. It's like, oh, you're fearing feel, fearful. You're feeling like an imposter. Stop. Don't go forward. Danger. And so our survival brain is firing. And really then that's hindering us in our goals. So what we want to do is we actually want to quiet that. And we want to tap more into the right side of our brain, which is where we're able to tap into our empathy, our creativity, our curiosity. This is where we are able to take more clear-headed action. And so how we do that is we feel a negative emotion, we pause, and then we do a mental fitness rep. A mental fitness rep is literally where you draw as much attention or focus as you can to one of your five senses. So for, and for at least 10 seconds. So literally this would be about three breaths. Okay, so if you were to take three breaths in and out, um, if you were to, another example would be if you're sitting down and you just would feel your feet on the ground and you're just noticing like, where is the pressure in your feet? Is it in your heels? Is it in your toes? Another one that I teach to people a lot because you can do it pretty discreetly in meetings or in situations is if you take your two fingertips and you just rub two fingertips together and you literally feel like the ridges on your fingers and you're just sitting there really focusing on rubbing two fingertips together. And what's happening is you are now actually quieting down that left side of your brain. And if you were to look at an MRI scan, you would actually see the right side of your brain lighting up doing these exercises. It's wow. so fascinating, the science side. So you're That is so cool. <laughs> so cool. And then you ask yourself, what is the gift or opportunity in this situation? Yeah. So the whole process, you feel the negative emotion, you pause, the awareness is the first step. You gotta start catching it. You do one of these, you do a couple of these mental fitness reps so that you're activating that right side of your brain and you ask yourself, what is the gift or opportunity in this situation? Wow. I love that. That is definitely something I'm going to start putting into practice for myself. Maybe I'll have to engage you for a few sessions. <laughs> and have you, have you read or listened to the book, uh, super attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein? I have not yet. It is on my list. Okay. Because you will totally vibe with that book. I'm listening to it in audiobook right now. And it is so much of what you're talking about. That would be a very good resource um, for you to check out as well, because it talks about the power of bringing your awareness to a situation that triggers you and deciding to choose a different thought in that moment. So it's yeah. like, instead of being reactive, you're being proactive and reminding yourself of a time when you had a happy thought and then embodying that feeling of how you responded to a situation similar, but you responded in a different way. And it's like choosing your thoughts about certain things. It's kind of, kind of similar to what you were just mm -hmm. saying without the physical aspect, but yeah, that is such a good technique because I think as humans, and I know that I definitely experienced this when I was working in corporate. If something didn't go to plan, there were often heated emotions. There were, you know, meetings to discuss behavior performance. Whereas when we have an awareness that we are actually in control of every situation, 
regardless of what happens to us, we have the ability to change how we respond. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that, it's that subtle check-in where maybe it's just rubbing the fingers together or planting your feet on the ground or taking those three breaths before reacting and just getting the defensiveness or the quick reaction. So I love that you shared that with mm-hmm. us because I think that that was so, so valuable. Now moving into some of the mindset work. So this is obviously mental fitness is part of the mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some of the programs that you conduct with clients and how do you take them through your coaching that you do? Mm -hmm. So I work with clients in a a few different ways. And as you said, you know, it's people often will come to, and I'm sure with you as well, they come to you for one thing, like an external thing that they want. Mm -hmm. And then you give them what they really need, right? So they might come and say, "I, I need help with my finances but what do they really need? They need the inner work about their relationship with their finances. And so the same thing, you know, someone will come to me and say, you know, I'm, I'm now leading a team of people and I really struggle with delegating or I'm struggling with like how I manage all of this. And really when we get into it, the core of what's happening is usually struggling with setting boundaries struggling with asserting themselves as the authority figure now and that emotional side of going from doing uh, to leading. Or if someone, you know, is like, hey, I'm trying to grow my business and I really need help with sales. True, it might be around sales language, but usually what it is, is they really need to remind themselves why they, they deserve and they are worthy of having this business and mm. having the confidence to reach out to people because I truly don't believe that we all need, I, I love learning. I love development. I love personal development. I think reading books and listening to podcasts, all of it, I do it all. However, sometimes what happens is we sort of hide behind all of that learning and we're not then taking yeah. action because we think we need to keep trying these different things. Like I don't think that anybody that I work with needs me to tell them what to do. I'm there to help them really draw out what it is that they already know that they can do. And so a lot of the times what it comes down to, and I I work with with clients in a few one-on-one programs, sometimes I'll run different programs. A Confident Leader Academy is a six-month program for specifically for leaders. I have a program called Activate, which is a 12-week program for um, business owners to help them thrive in their business. And every one of my programs, we always have some type of module and training and coaching around the mindset. It just comes in because that's the piece that's so important. And it comes up in every conversation. We'll bring in mental fitness. We'll bring in just like you mentioned, our energy and how we show up to situations. A lot of the work I do is around how we show up when things are going well for us and how we're showing up under stress. And like you mentioned, We have the power and the ability to choose how we show up. And it's really working Mm -hmm. through with people, even when you are triggered, even when you're in those situations, how do you take back that power and, and, and really shift your energy and the way that you're showing up to help you get the results that you want? I love this. And I, I definitely want to explore some of this for myself because I think there's a lot that I can learn from my own business. <laughs> so um, Julie, this has been so fantastic. And I feel like maybe we need to have a second one, particularly on leadership, because we didn't really touch on leadership too much. We were sort of more focused on the confidence mm-hmm. and mindset piece, but I know that you are a leadership expert. So 
in the meantime, where is the best place for people to find you? Do you have any upcoming courses that you would like to discuss? Anything like that? Mm -hmm. Definitely. You can check me out depending upon what your social media platform choice is on Instagram at julie.menden. If you're a LinkedIn uh, person, I also am very active on LinkedIn. I do a lot of free content, free trainings as well. And I will have an upcoming launch of a program. So right now I'm running a program on speaking with confidence that's wrapping up. That will be more to come soon on another launch of that. And upcoming, I'll have a program called Activate Your Way to a Thriving Business. That's a 12-week program to really help particularly women in business to overcome and work through a lot of the things that I mentioned. So check me out on Instagram for more information on that. Amazing. We'll link it all below in uh, the, the podcast description. So thank you so much. And I have some exciting news for the female listeners. Julie is going to be a guest speaker on my upcoming Your Confidence Currency program. I'm so excited to have her on the program. She's going to be in the third month and she's going to be giving us valuable tools that we can incorporate into our life so that we can incorporate all of this mindset and confidence work into our daily actions. So I'm going to also put all the information for Your Confidence Currency and how to sign up. This is a program that goes live on April 1st, but the cool thing is, is that you can sign up at any time because it will be running all year round. So if you want to check out Julie in that course, she will be in the month of June and uh, that's June, 2022. And until next time, Julie, I am so grateful that we had this chat today. I'm definitely going to be checking out this uh, mental fitness stuff and I'm going to be hitting you up for more details on that. But thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So much fun. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 